Hello, my beautiful freedom creators. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those weeks where everything actually went right? <laughs> Usually, you know, in business, there's al there's always ups and downs, but this week, everything seemed to be pretty aligned. I had a I had a couple YouTube videos that did really well. One went viral for my account. I'm trying this new Instagram strategy that's working well. Feel free to check it out on my account. And it's it's crazy because if any of you guys have been following me for a while or know me, you know that Instagram has not come easily for me. I've had my Instagram account pretty much since Instagram started. And I've never really had much success with it. Keeping in mind, I also never really put that much effort into it. And so at the beginning of this month, I said, look, I'm going to focus solely on content creation and list building for the next three months. And I am only going to focus on Instagram and YouTube. And so I think, first of all, that mindset has helped. Second of all, I started studying a lot of people on Instagram that were having a lot of success. So really taking the time to research and even spend hours finding different creators in different niches, in my niche, seeing what people are doing, seeing what's working, taking some training, some free, some paid, and ultimately right now I'm trying this strategy where you just do like a really short video clip. And I've been seeing this a lot where you just do, you know, five to six to seven seconds because what I've learned from doing content on YouTube and Instagram and different video platforms is that they go on watch time. So if people are watching your entire video, that tells the algorithm like, oh wow, people really like this video. And so it's going to push it out more, right? So if you have a six second video, it's way more likely that everyone's going to consume that video, especially if you put it kind of on a loop so people don't maybe even realize when they're done watching the video versus you put out a one or a two or a three minute video on Instagram or TikTok or shorts or whatever the likelihood of people completing that is really low and, and really the algorithm goes by watch time. So I thought I would share that with you guys. So doing really short clips of my life, which has been way easier and maybe I should do an entire episode on this. And in fact, I, I am going to make my next uh, episode on this because I'm really fired up about it. I'm going to share with you guys my process of actually creating these Instagram reels. So I want to share with you guys too, before I do that, when I started this strategy, I had one, two, three, four, five, five reels in one week that had thousands of views, which is a lot for my account. Um, even though I have 13,000 or whatever followers on Instagram, my account has been through a lot. My account, I used it when I was a photographer. Then I used it when I was a photo educator. <laughs> now I'm using it as, um, you know, helping creators monetize with digital products. So it's it's been through a lot. Anyways, I'm going to do my entire next episode on this, but I just wanted to share that that is working for me. YouTube's working for me. I just got back from a massage acupuncture Cairo adjustment. It's like a trio. I feel so great. And so what I'm going to do for today's podcast is we're actually going to do a Q&A style. So I've been getting um, also a lot of questions on Instagram, which is, again, not normal for my account because my content is actually working. <laughs> and so people are actually starting to also engage with my content, which is great. So um, I also asked on Discord for you guys in our Freedom Creator Discord community, and some people submitted questions there. So the first question is, I currently have... 340,000 uh, Instagram followers for a 
repost account, and I'll share what that is in a second, can I monetize my following? So originally when this person reached out to me, I was like 340,000 Instagram followers. Like, obviously (laughs) you can monetize that. Like, are you kidding me? Like, even if you got 10% of those people onto an email list, you know, you'd be making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. Right. Um, But so what I did was I went and I looked at this person's account and what I noticed was this was not a typical IG, you know, influencer or brand or whatever account. This was what I like to call a repost account. So this is where somebody will, I mean, hopefully choose a niche of some sort. So actually, I suppose we could use the Instagram account, um, Boss Babe, for example. They, what they do is they repost Uh, other viral videos that are in their niche. So other viral videos about like making money online or being a boss babe or, you know, things like that, right? That are around their niche. And so that's how they grew their account to like millions of followers because when you're reposting viral content, obviously the content's gonna take off every single time because it's already proven to work. It's already proven to take off. And, but, but this person in particular, I went to their account, they were reposting viral videos but there didn't seem to be a niche. There didn't seem to be any sort of theme to their posts really. So the advice that I gave this person was, number one, can you monetize this? Yes. However, are you going to have to put in some work to shift this to become monetizable? Absolutely. So what this person is going to do and what I advise them on doing is really think of what is the niche of your account? What is the theme of your account going forward? And make sure going forward that it really sticks to that theme. And you don't need to like shift what you're doing. Just look at what you're doing and think, okay, if most of these posts are about, I don't know, whatever, (laughs) most of these posts are about traveling or whatever, then now, okay, maybe, maybe going forward, make sure every post has to do with, you know, millennial women traveling France or whatever your niche is, right? So then I said, in addition to that, you are going to start, you're going to have to start integrating your own content and ideally using your face because have I known people with faceless social media accounts that have made money? Yes, I have. In fact, we have a student in my Freedom Creator Club membership right now who has a faceless YouTube channel. She even uses um, like a different alias and all these things. And um, she made over... $10,000 in her first 18 days in Freedom Creator Club monetizing her following. And she doesn't even show her face, which is so cool. But it's going to be way easier if you do. (laughs) So for this person, ideally, they would start to mix into their content, staying within the niche, staying within the theme, you know, creating content with their own face, with their own, you know, maybe it's with their own educational advice or whatever it is that goes with that account. Now, again, using the Boss Babe account as... Uh, you know, an example here, that's what they do. So they're, they're co-owners. So there's two uh, girls, Natalie and Danielle, and they have this boss babe account and they repost these viral content, but then they also each have their own separate account. And then they also both contribute their own content, like whatever content works on their accounts, I believe at least is what they're then sharing to this boss babe account. So That way it's like the account's growing really big. They're reaching very wide and they're probably getting a lot of email subs, but they're also introducing their audience to who they are. And that's the difference is it's way easier to monetize something, obviously, (laughs) when 
people connect with you, they, they build that know, like, and trust. So for this person, again, can you monetize? Yes. Just go forward with a theme, a niche, and go forward integrating your own content in maybe once every few posts or something like that. And then you know, move those followers to an email list. You guys have heard me say that a million times, like a broken record. I will never stop talking about it because your email list is where the gold is. Your email list is how you're going to reach more people, help more people, convert more people to sales, which ultimately, again, is turning them to students, which is getting them the help that they need. Okay. Next question submitted is, do I have to show my face? Oh, that's funny. I forgot about this. Do I have to show my face to be a content creator and sell digital products? So here's what I will say. I know thousands of creators, like even personally, you know, um, a lot of major cities I could go there and meet up with friends who are creators, right? So I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on the creator scene, the digital marketing scene, right? Out of all of these people that I know, out of everyone who is successful, I personally only know maybe two people who have faceless accounts. So can you do it? Yes. Do I believe that it's going to be a lot harder? Yes, I do. And I think it also really, really depends on your niche. Like really, (laughs) Uh, like you're not going to become the next Oprah by not sharing your face, right? You're not going to become the next, you know, um, Jay Shetty or whoever, right? But, you know, if you have a channel that's like showing how to repair cars and you can just show your hands like doing the thing or crocheting or knitting or whatever, it's possible for sure. It's going to be a lot harder. Um, And I don't have stats on this, but I would think that you probably will end up making less money because the thing is, is that people, they buy from you to solve a problem, but they ultimately buy from you because they like you. They want to work with you because chances are there's a lot of people out there doing the thing that you do, which is totally okay. But the reason they're going to buy from you is you, right? They like you. They resonate with your story. They want to specifically learn from you. They feel that you understand them. You care about them. You, you know, know, like, and trust all of that good stuff. So short answer, <laughs> do you have to show your face? No, but do I recommend that you show your face? Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Next question is what's the best way to grow my email list? Ugh, ugh, I love talking about email lists. <laughs> So really, let me just give you kind of like the vague overview. The best way to grow your email list is to choose a social media account. So it doesn't matter if you choose YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or uh, Substack. It doesn't matter, right? But choose one thing, okay? Especially, especially when you're smaller and you haven't yet, you know, really mastered a platform, right? choose one platform, then you're going to move those followers to email subscribers. How do you do that? Will you create some kind of what's called a freebie? I'm sure you've done this before where you've seen something online. They're like, Hey, it's totally free. Just put in your name and email to download. That's a freebie. Now this freebie can be done a million different ways and it truly doesn't matter. Just figure out what's going to be the best way to get this information across, to get your followers, the result that they want to help give them the most value possible, right? So different types of freebie digital products would be, you know, a, a PDF, a video training, a quiz, you know, there's, there's literally, I have, have a free list. In fact, of 54 different types of digital products that you can download on my website, freedomcreator.co. 
any of those could be paid or any of those could be free. The only difference is if you're, if you're paying, if you're charging for it or not. <laughs> but the ultimate goal with a freebie is to ask yourself, what's going to make someone on my social media following list, like what's going to be enticing enough for them to want to join my email list, right? So think about a freebie that you want. And again, it does not matter the type. It could be an audio file, video file, a PDF, um, you know, a little course. Like it, it really could be anything. Um, and you're probably wondering, okay, well, how do I know which one to go with? Don't think of the type of digital product first. Think first of, okay, on my social media account, I am attracting people by sharing this, okay? What's the next step? What's the next thing? And something little, okay? Not like something you would make an entire full-blown thousand dollar course on, right? Something little for, so here, let me give you an example. So on my YouTube channel, I talk a lot about different types of digital products because when people are considering selling digital products, that's what they're first going to start looking at is, okay, well, what type of product should I have? What types of digital products are out there? What's right for me, right? And I know that that works because those videos, when I put them out, they get the most views. <laughs> so I asked myself, well, what's a freebie? That would be like a next, a good next step for them. Well, I have two different ones essentially. Um, and one of them I just started testing. So I don't have enough data on that to share with you guys yet, but I can definitely share that with you in the future if you want to. The first one that's been going very well for me, I believe it has 65% opt-in rate. So out of the people that land on the landing page, 65% of those are putting in their name and email and ultimately downloading the freebie, which is pretty good. So uh, what that is, is it's my free list building toolkit and it comes with a pre-built funnel. So essentially in my content, I'm like, Hey, now that you know, these five different digital products, you know, you might be wondering how, how are you actually going to sell this digital product once you make it? Well, what you're going to want to do is start moving your social media followers to email subscribers. But how do you do that? Well, go in the description below my video. I have a free list building funnel tool um, or free list building toolkit. It comes with more than just a funnel. So I switch between saying the two things. So go ahead, click the link below, sign up. It's totally free. You can start moving your followers to email list subscribers and get ready to sell your digital product. Another thing that I've done is I'll say, okay, now that you know these five different types of digital products, you might be thinking, mm, I'm not sure if any of these really stand out to me. I'd like to know more types of digital products so I can find the one that really resonates with me. Go in the description below my video. I have a free list of 54 different types of digital products. So go there, click the link, put in your name and email, download it for free now. So do you see how those transition them to the next thing? It, you're basically like, they already came to this video. They're already interested in this. How can I expand upon that? How can I move them to the next step or expand upon the thing that they're already learning about? So expanding would be giving them even more digital product ideas. Moving them to the next thing would be how to move your followers to email with subscribers for my niche, right? You're going to have to figure out how it works for your niche. Um, so that's the best way to grow your email list though, is to just simply come up with something that's an, an, an enticing freebie and moves your followers to email list subscribers. Okay. Next question is, any suggestions on what type of content to create and how to get seen? Okay, so I really can't stress this enough. Start with one social media platform. <laughs> like, especially today, guys, it is beyond overwhelming. 
Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, Substack, blogging, Pinterest, like need I go on? There's no way you're going to be on every single platform and be successful. So pick one, two absolute max, (laughs) all right, to master. And then what you're going to want to do is figure out who is your ideal client and what is the thing that you're going to sell. Now, if you already have in mind what you're going to sell, that's cool. If you don't, no worries, because I would still recommend growing an audience. And then once you decide you want to monetize, you know, we can survey that audience to find out what you should be selling to them to help them. But in terms of what type of content should you be creating? So I'll just use my business as an example. So when I first started this business, I thought that my niche was courses. (laughs) But here's a few different things. And I should really create an entire episode about niches. In fact, I'm going to write that down right now because I have literally learned so much about niching down from this business. Okay. So I thought my niche was courses. Okay. But if you think about it, courses really isn't a niche. That's a, that's just something I'm teaching to somebody to help them get the result that they want. Okay. And I thought that my ideal client was service providers, which I can still work with service providers, but I'm just going to share with you in a little bit here why I'm sort of pivoting my messaging. You might find it interesting. Um, Okay. So a lot of people, well, I don't want to get too into niches here. I'm going to make this in another episode, but essentially thought my, uh, thought my niche was courses. So on YouTube, I started making all these videos about courses, 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 right? And I learned from taking these different YouTube trainings that you should really research your content and see what other videos out there talking about what you want to talk about are out there and are successful. And I really wasn't seeing a lot of videos out there talking about courses that were getting way more views than that person had subscribers, which is what would tell you that it's a good video or not, right? Most of the videos out there about courses were pretty low views aside from maybe one or two videos. And so that right there should tell you that that's like, if you're a YouTuber, especially, or you want to use YouTube to find your niche, that right there should tell you that's probably not a niche. Because there's just, there's just not, um, all the content out there that's on it just isn't really doing super well. Um, it doesn't get a ton of views, right? So what I found over time is I actually hired someone for a one-on-one call and they said, okay, you want to help people, you know, create their own course and make money with it and help people with their course. Where are they at? Like you're with the clients that get the fastest results, make the most money, the best clients, whatever. What are they like and where are they at before they buy your course on courses? What I realized was those people typically had already maybe dabbled in digital products a little bit. Maybe they already had a little bit of a following, even if it was only a couple hundred people, you know, some of them had more, some of them had less, but they at least had something, which tells me that they at least probably either know how to create content or at least are interested in creating content, right? Um, and so what I learned, so then I looked on YouTube and I looked at, okay, well, cause my mentor said, well, your, you, your social media content should be prepping them to be ready to buy your thing. So he's like, take the people that probably don't already have a following or don't already sell digital products and then teach them that on YouTube. And then they'll be ready to buy your thing, which just makes total sense to me. 
So I started looking into the niche of digital products and that is where I found, wow, there are so many videos out there on this topic that are doing really well, huge view to subscriber ratio, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so my whole point of this is the, let me go back to the original question. Any suggestions on what type of content to create and how to get seen? So going back to this question, what I'm trying to say here is you really need to figure out a good niche and create content around that niche. You can ultimately come up with three to five different content pillars to rotate between that are within that niche. So for example, if my niche is, now I know my niche is helping content creators, no matter how small or big their audience is, to monetize their following with digital products, right? Now that I know that, I have different pillar, uh, different content pillars. So one of my content pillars is passive income. One of my content pillars is digital products. One of my content pillars is tutorials, using the software that creates these things, right? And my videos have been doing so much better. And again, it doesn't, you don't have to be on YouTube for this to apply, right? Even on Instagram, I think I shared with you guys earlier in this episode how I never had success with my Instagram account. Like I just could not freaking get it to grow. Like if you were on any of my coaching calls, you knew that I would rant about how much I freaking hated Instagram. <laughs> but here's the thing that I found out. I think it's because I just didn't have a good niche. And I know everyone talks about it. Niche, 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 niche. And so we think, okay, picked a niche, moving on. But no, is it a good niche? <laughs> like, are, is there already content out there in that niche that does well so that you can also have success, you know? And so- once I found my niche of like the more digital products niche and I started creating content on Instagram around that, boom, now my content works. Now I'm getting more email leads than ever. So I know everyone talks about niching and it's super annoying and like you're probably really sick of hearing about it, but like taking, like honestly, if I could go back to day one and start over, I would spend probably at least, at least a couple weeks, if not a month just researching, <laughs> researching my niche, seeing what are the top performing posts, who are the top performing creators, who are my top competitors, compiling all this information into a spreadsheet. This is something I teach heavily in my course, Profitable Courses, because it is extremely important. Okay, I'm gonna move on here. I wrote down talking about niches in my Instagram strategy in future episodes. <laughs> okay, so next one is, I have several ideas that I'm passionate about, but they are all in small slash unique niches. When is a niche too small to be profitable? <laughs> I love that. So really, it depends what small means, right? Because like courses, it's not even that that was small because it's not. There's a ton of people that teach courses. It's not a small niche. It just wasn't actually a niche. <laughs> it just wasn't. Like it wasn't a niche. Like so let me talk to you about my previous business. So my previous business, I helped uh, boudoir photographers book more clients, okay? So not only was I helping people make more money, not only was I helping with business, not only was I helping photographers, but I was helping boudoir photographers. So I feel like when people talk about niching, they think really about the topic they're talking about. But with my previous business, I feel like I really niched into my ideal client heavily. And my whole job was teaching photographers, like people who weren't offering boudoir or were either way, showing them how profitable it is and how profitable it can be and moving them from like, oh, you're shooting weddings, you're shooting this, you're shooting that. You can be way more profitable and literally work a freaking fraction of the time by doing it this way. 
And you guys, I never struggled with my niche. It was so easy. I could literally pretty much sell anything to this following and it would sell like hotcakes. I'm not even kidding you. I remember, I think it was 20, 2016. I was sitting at a coffee shop, Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. Um, I was visiting my parents, but they were at work. So I went to a coffee shop to get some work done. Not even kidding you. That morning I had the idea for a PDF called my dream shoot planner. And this was essentially something that you could, it was a freebie that you could offer to your clients. They'd put in their name and email and they could plan their dream photo shoot with you, which would help you get more clients, right? So I had the idea for it. Literally, well, I did send it off to a designer. So I'm wondering if it was a couple days, but it was within, you know, maybe a few days, right? Had it designed or no, I think I pre-sold it. That's what it was. Okay. Because I was like, I sold it the same day. I remember I had the idea. I decided to pre-sell it. I wrote my launch emails, sent them out to my list, and I made $50,000 in a freaking day. <laughs> like that is the power of having a good freaking niche. Like that is the power. And so when you ask me how small is too small, I don't think there is too small of a niche. Because think about it. How many people out there teach business? A billion. How many people out there teach photographers? A lot. How many people out there specifically teach photographers how to shoot profitably boudoir and work less? Not many. When I started, I had, I did have competition, but it was maybe only like three different people. And so I'm just saying that if you can take a niche like educating photography or educating hairstylists or educating whatever, it doesn't matter, lash extensions, doesn't matter. If you can take that niche and then go one step further, that's what's called a blue ocean. There's actually a book written on this called The Blue Ocean Theory, I believe it's called. You should definitely read that because a red ocean would be, you know, teaching courses to whoever. <laughs> a blue ocean could be, oh, I help content creators monetize their following digital products. Like I'm going further. You know, I could honestly even probably go more more um probably go deeper even than that than that but that's why it's already making this little shift for myself has already been so much more helpful again i'm going to touch on this in another episode about niches specifically but again like i i truly do not think you can go too small i think you should find obviously use your story and what you can educate on and think about okay well what niche is that and then what's like one unique thing i can do to make that a blue ocean and go read that book very helpful okay uh, let's see here. Do I need to create a sales page for my digital product or just a checkout page? Love this question. This is something I covered deeply in my Freedom Creator Club membership. So I have different stages in Freedom Creator Club. Stage one is like grow your following. If you already have one, it, you know, you can use any of those trainings to grow your following more. Step two, build your email list. Even if you have an email list, it's like how to further grow your email list, right? Stage three, we talk about creating your digital product. What type should you create? How do you create it? Actually creating the product, right? Then we start to make sales. And this is where I have different stages of selling. So I think most people, when they think of selling something like, I'm going to do a huge launch. I'm going to do tons of emails. I'm going to do guest podcasts. I'm going to, you know, make social posts, blah, 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 blah that is ridiculous. <laughs> like you should not go and do all of that stuff at one time. Absolutely not. Uh, you should start with one thing. So if I was starting over from ground zero 
and I had, let's just pretend I had like a social following of maybe 5,000 people on Instagram. Let's just say. First thing I would do is I would make a freebie and start moving those people to an email list. Okay. So let's say I end up getting a thousand people on an email list. Let's just say, or actually let me start over. Let me make this even easier. Let's say I have 5,000 people on Instagram and I haven't even built my email list yet. Okay. Let's just say, let's just keep this literally the simplest possible. What I would do is have you heard of link tree? Probably. Yes. Well, there's something new called a Stan store. S T A N dot store, I believe. And what's cool is it's just like a link tree, except for you can sell things within your stand store. So you don't even need to like have a, you don't even need to have a website. You don't even need to have anything. Like what's cool is, I mean, I can get into this in a little bit, but I use system.io and they even have a free account. So you could do that. But if we're keeping things the absolute simplest, like if I was starting from, day one. And I just wanted to keep things absolutely simple. How I have my following on Instagram. I get a stand store and then I'm going to come up with my digital product that I want to sell. And when someone clicks my link in bio, they can literally buy my digital product without even having to leave the, the link tree stand store, whatever you want to call it. Right. So, so do you need a sales page? No. And do you need a checkout page? Yeah. I mean, a checkout page just means someone can put in their information and purchase from you. Right. But do you need like a separate checkout page? No, like you could just do a stand store. And I don't think that existed when I first started, but if I was starting over, I would do that. It would be so easy. (laughs) You can even build your email list within stand store. But I do think going with something like system.io is a way better long-term play because you can do so many, you can make master automated email sequences. You can do so much more and they have a free account. But if we're keeping things the simplest as possible, girl following, create a stand store, sell your digital products in there, digital product. And yeah, people just click your link in bio. They fill out the, like on your checkout page, you can, you don't need to have a full blown sales page, but you should obviously talk about what's included. What's the benefit? What's the result they're going to get? How much does it cost? Things like that. So hope that helps. Okay. Next question is, can you explain how you created your podcast? So I have had two or three podcasts in the past. I do not plan on ever having a different podcast. Not in my plans, at least. This is the podcast I plan on having forever. (laughs) But my very first podcast that I ever created was for my boudoir education business. I think it was called Booty Call. I'm pretty sure it's still up. (laughs) Feel free to go watch that if you want to. Um, It was really good. A lot of good, um, a lot of good feedback on that. It was really fun. I essentially just shared stories of things happening at my studio, things that were working for me. I had my students, once they would have successes, I would have them on the podcast, interview them. How did you have the success? Blah, blah, blah. Mostly stories, podcasts. Well, really any content nowadays, honestly, stories, stories sell. (laughs) So how did I actually start my podcast technically? So, okay. I had that podcast. Then in 2017, I actually created a podcast called Venture Shorts. It sadly does not exist anymore. I wish it did. There are still some of the videos on my YouTube channel. Um, If you scroll back to my oldest YouTube videos, I wish it was still up, but I use something called Libsyn. And unfortunately, when you cancel your Libsyn account, it shuts down all of your episodes, which I think sucks. And that's why I don't use Libsyn. I use Anchor, which I believe now is called 
Spotify podcasters. I believe they renamed it. However, so <laughs> to answer your question, how did I get started? Let's use this podcast. How did I get started with this podcast? So now that I know about podcasting, I know it's literally guys so easy to create a podcast. Like maybe I'm going to bite my tongue on this later, but like, I can't believe people sell courses on how to podcast. Like I, I honestly just think it's so freaking easy. Like, and I've taken courses on podcasting. I never thought any of them were very good. I just have to be honest. Like, here's what you need to podcast a cell phone. That is all you need. Truly. That is all you need. So let's say you have an iPhone, Android, whatever. I don't think it matters. You pick up your phone, you download the podcasters app. Guess what? It's a hundred percent free. You set up, you pick a name, you know, making Canva really quick, a little podcast start. You don't even have to start with podcast start. It literally doesn't matter. It's not like you're, the likelihood of your podcast hitting top 10 charts in the first week of launching it is like basically zero. And I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm just being realistic. Like just start making freaking podcast episodes. That way when it does get picked up, you'll actually be good at podcasting because when you start something for the first time ever, you're not going to be good at it, you know, but you will get good at it. <laughs> by doing it. And that's why you have to just freaking start. So pick up your phone, download the podcasters app. It's totally free. Put the name of your podcast. Then what you do is you literally hit the record button within the app and you record an episode just like I'm doing right now. Just record the freaking episode. Then when you're done, you just hit publish and it shares it out to all the different podcasting platforms. Done. It's free. You use the mic on your phone. It sounds amazing. Literally the mic on my phone sounds better than my freaking blue Yeti mic. I'm not even kidding. Um, you don't need like a show intro, a show outro, like advertising, like seriously, like if you're starting your podcast from day one, none of that matters. <laughs> none of that matters. I promise you. Like it's probably going to be a while until I even consider having maybe like a podcast intro. Also, honestly, between you and me, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I find intros and ads and outros and all that stuff very annoying. There's a few podcasts that I actually stopped listening to because I would be 10 to 15 minutes into the podcast and they haven't even started the freaking show. It's annoying as hell. It's like, I'm pretty much halfway done with my walk and you haven't even gotten to the topic yet. Like calm down, calm down on the intros and ads. <laughs> People are going to watch your show if you can hook them in and share valuable insights. And anyways, the other thing too, is it depends what you're using your podcast for. If your whole business is centered around your podcast and having sponsorships and making money that way, that's a very different experience than what I'm using podcasting for. I'm using it to nurture my existing audience. So you also have to really think about that. But if you, if creating audio content sounds fun to you, just start, grab your phone, download a podcasters app, create a list of different episodes and start talking. You can always go back and add intros, add ads, add all that stuff later. You can do whatever you want, right? But the thing is, is that it's probably going to take you at least a hundred podcasts, maybe 50 to a hundred podcast episodes to actually get good, right? Cause your first, your first episodes are going to suck. Your first YouTube videos are going to suck. Your first Instagram posts are going to suck. Everything you do at first is going to suck, but then you're going to do it over and over and over until you're good, right? Okay. I got two questions left. Next question is when starting a YouTube, should I focus on getting a bunch up, a bunch of videos up at the same time to launch or consistently put out videos each week? So I would say ideally it would probably be nice to batch record 
you know, two to four episodes. And then you don't have to publish them like all at the exact same day and time, but I'd probably publish one a day for four days. Then I would move to once a week. And the reason that I would do that if I was starting over is because you want people to actually like, let's say they find your video and they like it. You want them to actually have something else to watch. I think that would be nice. Um, so yeah, that would be my answer. <laughs> but I would say most importantly, do with, do what you can do right with the time that you have, the circumstances that you have. Like if you know that you can only stick to one video a month, then do one video a month. Like maybe over time you can move to two videos a month, three videos a month, one video a week, two videos a week. Obviously the more you put out the better, because just like with podcasting, you know, even, uh, Jimmy from Mr. Beast, he always says, you know, your first a hundred, uh, YouTube, your first a hundred YouTube episodes are going to suck, right? YouTube videos, whatever. And so whether you do those 100 over 100 months <laughs> or you do them one over, over 100 days, you're still going to learn the same amount, but it's just like how fast do you want to get good? How fast do you want to grow? Right. And so I think that that's a, a good way to look at it. Okay. So it turns out the last question is how do I choose my niche? So since there's so many questions about niches, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the next episode that comes out about what's working for me on Instagram. And then the episode I'm going to do after that is going to be about how to choose your niche, how to make sure it's going to be profitable, how to test it, you know, what worked for me, how I came up with different niches for my different businesses and how I've helped students do that. It's going to be very, very helpful. So <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Let me know if you enjoyed this Q&A style, because if you didn't, I would like to know because then I won't do more like this. If you did, I would like to know. So either way, I would like to know. I just, I love getting feedback so I can make sure this podcast is really going to help you. You're going to enjoy listening to it because like I am so freaking passionate about seeing you grow and monetize your following so that you can, you know, make money as a full-time creator and also help a lot of people along the way. So find me on Instagram. I'm at Molly M Kaiser at Molly M Kaiser. My last name is K E Y S E R and shoot me a little DM on Instagram. I'll, I reply to every single one, you know, unless it's spam or trying to sell me without, <laughs> without even talking to me or anything like that. Um, but yeah, shoot me a message. Let me know if you, you know, if you like the Q and A, be like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'd like to have more Q and A episodes. If you didn't like it, just be like, Hey, um, I really have enjoyed your podcast, but I like the other episodes better than the Q and A just a heads up. Uh, no hard feelings. Like I said, I just want to make the podcast what's going to be the most fun and most helpful for you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week in the episode about what's working on Instagram. <laughs> Bye guys.